Hello all, this is Katina with True Identity um, dot life or ministries. Um, and it's been a minute before I've been on the podcast. No reasons. I'm not going to come up with any excuses. It doesn't matter anyway. What matters is that we are here and live and sitting. Um, I'm sitting here with my husband, Joseph, and I'm going to set the stage for a moment because um, initially when I was thinking about coming back on doing a podcast because it's doing Easter time, I was going to talk about um, Good Friday and, um, and Easter. And I was going to do a podcast about Good Friday and how Jesus was betrayed and leading up to um, his crucifixion and all, and how you can still live in the midst of being of betrayal. And those are the things that I was going to actually talk to um, us about today. And I still may, I still may talk about how there was betrayal in the midst of, uh, I mean, how you can still live in the midst of betrayal and how much we still gained from the crucifixion of, of Christ and how he knew how he was going to be betrayed and how he knew what he was here to do for you and for me. And I don't even have the words of how gracious I am for the life that he gave up so that we may live. So today my prayer is that you do live um, out the best life that you have been given. And my prayer also is that this podcast will bless you in a way um, that only God knows how to do. So um, what we decide, what I decided to do instead of going through all of that, my husband and I were just sitting here together and we were talking about just our life of being married through the 23 years. It'll be 23 years this this month. I mean, um, this year, hun. This year. So 23 years this year that we've been married. And um, we were talking about some of the struggles that we have gone through and the loss of our identity in, in that. And I told I looked at him. I was like, oh, my gosh, this would be such a great podcast to um, to talk about in hopes that it would help so many other people how you end up losing yourself in 23 years of, of marriage or being able to go back and say you can see where you were starting to the growth started start to happen or now we can look at it and see that it was growth so he's nervous about being on the podcast um about it as many of you should would probably understand if you've been in a place where you're now having to be open and vulnerable um, about something. Um, it's not that I'm not nervous. I think it's more that it's more of a passion for me to be encouraging and to use my my life as a encouragement for other people. Um, and my husband is just getting in into this. So, but I still want you to be gracious and kind and loving to him. (laughs) 
as we come together and talk about um, our stepping stones in life through our marriage. Are you there, babe? Yes. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so I'm going to move on. And um, first of all, do you feel pushed into doing this or are you okay with doing this? No, I'm okay with doing this. All right. So we always want to make sure make sure that people are on board with you. <laughs> so um, we were talking about through some years ago where um, something really bad happened between our in in our marriage, and I won't be go into specifics of what it was, but we sought out counsel through these couple who have been such a blessing to us and still are. They are still such a blessing to us. We've known them for over 20 years and they've always poured into our life. And there was some advice that was given to my husband. And there was some advice that was given to me as a woman, as we were going through this particular situation. And so one of the, um, the advice that was given to my husband as we were going through this was what? Oh, our mentor was talking to me about uh, having to take the, the low road when two people are in a relationship and there's a mess up and it creates distance or mistrust. Uh, then there is a natural reevaluation process that takes place. And so really both people then have uh, a, an opportunity to make a new decision. Uh, it's not just on one person as to whether or not the relationship continues to go forward it's actually a decision that has to be made mutually by both uh people to continue a relationship because one person can't be in a relationship by themselves so uh and as the person as the offender in the relationship uh you have to make some visible changes um in order to usher along the process of regaining uh, uh, regaining trust and, and, and rebuilding uh, the relationship. And so the advice that was given to me was that as the offender, you have to uh, take the, the low road and give you know, the other person, the, the the time be comfortable with the relationship again and for the, the, the trust to be rebuilt. And I think through that, um, that part, you were saying that it made you feel like you had to walk on eggshells. Um, yes. And I wasn't, I didn't know that that's how you felt or that's what was in your mind or that's how you perceived what 
our mentor was telling you at the time. And mind you guys, this we were still in our late 20s. Yeah, mid to late. Mid to 20s. late 20s yeah. when, when this happened. Mm -hmm. um, so we were still really young ourselves, still trying to comprehend what someone who was 20 years older, mm -hmm. older than us, um, was have been talking about right yeah so and they were really wise people but it he didn't he didn't explain to me thoroughly enough what he meant specifically by low road in 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 short what uh what happened was that i took it being uh still immature you know, I, I wasn't, I, I didn't have the benefit of knowing wh what take the low road meant as a 50 year old or however old he was at the time. Um, you know, when you tell a person in their twenties to, to take the low road as I did, you're usually gonna take that as meaning, um, you have to take a back seat in in the relationship or let the other person have the reins and in the process if you which which is to to a degree true but if you don't know how to do that because there's a very specific way in which that should be done so that you don't lose yourself in the process and that's what uh happened to me uh, I wasn't, you know, so naive that I, you know, wasn't aware of the fact that I was going to have to uh, sort of take a back seat, if you will, and not be such a, uh, you know, driving or upfront presence in the in the relationship that I, I needed to give her room to. Uh, feel and grieve and process and um and that looks different it looks different because um where in your in your mind you were uh like okay now I'm gonna have to walk on eggshells and you felt like you were losing your identity as you were doing that instead of right well that's the bad that's that that was the unintended consequence right of not knowing how to take the eggshell walk and uh, the eggshell walk means that you at least for a time relinquish your up front and center position to the other person in the relationship in that uh you make every effort to to let it be known that in every step of the way the way they feel and think is uh valued in the utmost way um and you're saying that's something that you realize now and did not realize then well, that that part of it was was there. I, I realized that, but in the process, that in itself takes communication, 
And it takes specific communication because while that is taking place, while you are sort of, it's almost like you're you're trading the position of headship in the relationship, being that I was the male, the 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 head, the you know the the given head of house position. And I was the one who caused an offense. I had to be humble enough and sensitive enough to uh, relinquish some of the what that entails. Um, not not that I had to become subservient to you, but it's not like you're giving up your role as a man in a relationship, but you are uh, trying to become super sensitive in the way that you go about your relationship on a daily basis. It's like before there is this sort of freedom in being the man and the, and the head of the house where you, you know, you're comfortable in, in being the one who is, who has, who bears the weight of the decision-making, not that, you know, you don't always include your wife in the decision-making, but just from a Christian standpoint, when you are trying to uh, hold down the head of house position in, uh, you mess up and you have to, you feel like you have to step down off of that pedestal for a while in order to, for the, the, the trust to reflourish. And, you know, because there's a great deal of humility that has to be involved in that process uh, so that you can both not just heal, but also learn uh, in, in the midst of that process that uh, confidence about who I was in a relationship diminished. Right. And that was the whole point of, of doing this podcast today is because us being married for 23, going on 23 years, mm -hmm. been together 25 Five years. years now, yeah. This is the first that he's put it in that terms where he felt like he lost his identity and it has been, you know, um, doing, during that time. And what I expressed to him is, and losing your identity, um, can cause resentment. It can yes. cause resentment. Yes, it does. Um, toward and if you don't know how to work through that whole process, which, which we didn't, uh, we were just kind of floundering our way through it, mm -hmm. and and it, and you're exactly right. It did. It it, it caused uh, resentment for me uh, towards uh, you in the relationship, not from the standpoint of you having to go through what you had to go through, but because. I was having to deal with 
a, a loss of identity or, or because I was feeling the effects of having to step back from the forefront, so to speak, in the relationship. And over time, you get uncomfortable with that. And if the right conversations aren't had along the way to keep those feelings in check and in perspective, they run away with you. Uh, absolutely. And so during during this conversation we were having this morning, I told him, I said, you know, not knowing that those were feelings and thoughts that he had at the time, I was also um, drowning because during this incident in our marriage, he felt a certain way. I felt a certain way. We we communicated on the level that we had at the time. Which turned out to be fairly superficial. Very superficial. <laughs> Very yeah. superficial. Yeah, we thought you know? we were being transparent with, with one another. And, and it felt transparent, but in and fact, then, I really didn't have the ability to fully articulate yeah. along the way so it was as what trans- it was doing It was me. as transparent as we knew it to be at the time. At the time, right. So, right. Um, which, is, which is great. And still, oh, but over time, you start to learn and you get to see, oh, wow, that's what that meant. This is what, right. um, this is how we probably could have expressed ourselves better. But now we know how to do that and moving forward right. after being together 22 years because I was explaining to him that as he felt like he was losing his identity, I had lost mine as well. It was, I was still trying to find mine. I don't know if you really know who you are during the, during the ages of mid twenties, late twenties, you know, you're still trying to find a whole lot of things about yourself and now we throw this huge storm in the mist as you're trying to discover you as an individual. And um, and we were trying to process that. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> I, as an individual, was trying to dig and find exactly who I, Katina, was supposed to be now also in the midst of this storm. Mm-hmm. Who am I supposed to be? And I think what happens is that we pick up roles, we pick up things that we've seen other people do, or um, and we say, okay, this is something I think I think I should be trying to do. I think I should at least give this uh, a try. But in doing that, what I didn't realize is that I was diminishing my own myself. I was diminishing how I really felt about the uh, about the situation. I was diminishing um, me moving forward in a healthy standpoint. I said, um, I told him I felt like what I ended up doing was sacrificing myself. I sacrificed my, um, it was all about still keeping the family together. So it wasn't about me nourishing my heart. Um, It wasn't about me nourishing, giving myself the nutrition that I needed in order for me to live. It was about just holding on in survival mode. Yeah. When, When there is an offense that takes place in a relationship and it creates a separation, uh, 
there there is a a lot of humble sacrificing usually mostly by the one who was offended uh in you know in in going forward in that relationship if it's not enough to completely dissolve the relationship then there is normally a fairly long road back from it you know and it certain conversations the right conversations need to be had to make sure that the framework is established on how to do it which is i have to put in a plug right now for finding good counsel oh yes every counselor i'm sorry to have to say this but every counselor out there is not best suited for every situation. Right. I won't say that they don't all know what they're doing, but some counselors are far better than others. Right. <laughs> and you have to find a counselor who is preferably been through some stuff themselves, not just think that they know it all because they got a degree or whatever. <laughs> but uh and if they haven't actually been through stuff themselves to tell you firsthand how to implement the stuff that they know, uh, then they at least need to have been able to, you know, have helped other people that are going through what you're going through. Um, Because, you know, counselors learn along the way as well. They don't well, I they like don't, to, you know, know it all yeah. right after they get a degree. Right. It, it takes a while for them to, you know, build up their repertoire, <laughs> so yeah. to speak. So. I, I like to enlighten um, to liking it as being um, like in the mechanic world and you take your your beans to a person that works on Toyotas. So the the mechanic that works on Toyotas have the tools to work on a Toyota Mm -hmm. and they don't know necessarily how to work on that band, but we think because they're a mechanic that they should know how to work. They can figure it out. When, when you're talking about relationships as complicated as that already is, you don't need to be talking to somebody who hasn't yet figured it out. Yeah. You, You need, you need to, find a reputable person that is good at dealing with hard things as far as relationships uh, go. So I'm going to pause right here because it only gives me 30 minutes for us to talk. And so we're going to have to make this a part two because I don't want people to miss the point in this. I don't want to drag this out. This is really about our identity. That's what the ministry is about is um, you living instead of surviving. And we are sharing moments where we were actually surviving, but learning to live or knowing what that looks like right now, um, what living looks like. Um, And so we wanted to share some of the heartaches and things that we've gone through because that's what we were sitting here talking about. Like, wow, what we, where we've, what we've grown to and what we've grown from. So um, I'm going to end this part of it, of the podcast. 
Um, but we're going to sit here and go ahead and record the part two of it so we can continue the conversation in hopes that this is something that will help you along the way that in no matter what relationship, may it be your marriage, may it be your friendships, may it be your acquaintances um, that you have, that you remain true to yourself and that you take time to evaluate what's going on in those relationships and are you having to not be who you were created to be in order to be in it? So those are things that we we must um, think about and look into within ourselves. So um, I'm going to go ahead and end this. We're going to pop back on and do part two. So we will see you on the other side. Love, peace, and blessings.